0: Welcome to Postscript World on Fire Season 1. I'm Fred Vigent, joined by Matt Wilson. Hey Matt. Hello my friend. How are you? Good, good. We are here uh at the at the very beginning. Episode 1 of World on Fire rehashing the first seven seasons or excuse me, the first seven episodes of season 1 as we uh prepare for season 2 which will uh take off later later on. So so here we are um, a lot going on, a lot of a lot of development, uh, which I suppose is par for the course in, 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 in any first episode of a series and a drama where we're at the at the brink of World War Two. I mean, I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, if, if this has officially begun, but, uh, you know, the Germans are starting to to move out outside of Germany's uh, borders. And, uh, and that's where we find ourselves.
1: Yeah, I don't think the war has officially, uh, in a political sense, launched, although as we see, there are some military actions. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we're coming in with that sort of fog of war, just like everybody else. I, I think we see some signs that um, the engine is in place, so to speak, but everybody's struggling to catch up to what's actually
0: happening. Sure. and In some, some cases, people know it's a reality. Others are like, eh, that's not really going to happen right. here. You know, uh, so and then I think we see that.
1: Yeah, and one of the more interesting things that I think is going to tickle my brain through this whole season is remembering that this is 80 or so years ago. Mm -hmm. Technology is very different. Communication is very different. Um, There's a couple moments throughout the episode where it keeps coming back. Like this would have been a lot easier if everybody could have just texted each other or (laughs) posted this to wherever, but those weren't things. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that fog of war and that communication um, problem is going to be... I, I feel fairly relevant and interesting to keep
0: an eye on. And so we start off in Manchester, yes. and uh, we meet um, two of our main characters there: Harry um, and and Harry and 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 uh, Robina. No, Lois. Uh, no, Lois. Thank Harry, you. Yeah. Is Harry's mom? mom. Oh, um, we we'll get to later. her later. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll um, get to her later. Um, and uh, <laughs> Harry's an interesting character. Uh, so we meet one of his love interests, yeah. in, in Lois. <laughs> uh, so, um, and so it wasn't exactly clear to me and, 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 um, both Matt and I had the, the, uh, opportunity to watch this twice. Maybe you've watched it more than once. Uh, so it's something I picked up on because really at the beginning of an episode, I'm not sure what I should be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're showing up at kind of in protest of, of this other kind of, uh, it's not pep rally, uh. Political rally, yeah, yeah. political yeah. rally there yeah. you go and 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 yeah and, and we had to turn on the closed captioning to understand they were chanting black shirts, right, and did you look up what, what uh, that of course was? I did because okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i I did that for a couple of things as it turns out, and it was very helpful um but so yeah i we see them uh purpose unknown but but in this very clear political rally of uh, a Nazi sympathizer in England uh. Oswald Mosley turns out is this gentleman's name. turns out he has a a short-lived political career, um, Mm -hmm. does not extend too far beyond the start of the actual war when people catch on to the full reality of the Nazi Party and the fascist movement and such. But at this point in time, um, early 1939 I believe Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. specific, early to mid-39, there's this political rally and it's it's, uh, these two young uh, Harry and his girlfriend Lois – uh, walk in, uh, and we're not quite sure why they're there, but right in the midst of the rally, they begin uh, trying to disrupt it through peaceful song, and they get kicked out and arrested. Um, but we learn uh, immediately of their goals in life, perhaps philosophies a little bit, and, and where they stand as far as um, as we see the very beginning of, of good versus evil.
0: Right, definitely Lois, uh, based on, uh, you know, I'm sure with influence from from her father, who we then subsequently meet at the, at the police uh, department, um uh played by Sean Bean uh Douglas um who is a pacifist as we yes. as we learn pretty quickly uh and so yeah she seems to be very much in tune with the peaceful protest uh, angle
1: yeah the manchester scene is is fascinating there's a couple of themes that go on and one you see uh through Douglas is this uh the pacifist resistance the common man simple man whatever he describes himself in in some ways um, he looks like a bus driver, and also think so. writes, publishes, or just sells a newspaper called right, Peace News. Yep. Um, thought the first there was a joke about him being a paperboy, but I don't, I don't think he just sells it. I think he actually He's involved. Writes in it. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. when you catch up to his pacifism uh, philosophies later in the episode. Um, the wife is not present, probably died at some unspecified point, at least as far as episode one. Right. Right. Um, we
0: later, later learn in the episode that she has passed
1: yeah. on. Yeah. And then uh, Douglas, besides his daughter Lois, has a son named Tom who seems to be tr- in trouble with the law for some unknown purpose at this at this
0: point, at least. Right, so. he seems to be a little bit of a slacker, you know, yeah. kind of like, whatever, I'm just here. He was, uh, at one point, crawling into his bedroom late at night. Right. And,
1: um, uh, but I yeah. like this family. I, I especially like Douglas. Um, I do have this fear that because it's a character played by Sean Bean, he will die at some point in the first season. You
0: know, it's <laughs> funny you mention that, and it's not funny. It's, it's someone dying, but, um, but I, I did come across that, too, in some research that apparently... Um, he, whatever he portrays uh, in film or TV, he right. seems to die. The, the uh, two
1: I know of, Game of Thrones <laughs> and
0: uh, Lord of the Rings, of course. Uh, yeah, early
1: exits from both. But uh, who knows? I, I'm absolutely coming in clean to this series. I've only watched episode one. This is not me giving cheeky spoilers. I literally have no idea. We'll find out
0: soon. So we, yep. so we quickly cut to – so from Manchester, then we cut to Poland, somewhere near the border, and we – we meet uh, Nancy, Nancy yep. Campbell, who is a journalist uh, portrayed by Helen Hunt, yep. who's a familiar face for many.
1: Yeah, so Poland, east of Germany. It's our uh, next-door neighbor. This is, uh, again, low technology, no satellites, uh, no, you know, drones in the sky. This is the early movements of Germany reaching across the border in their first stages of a, a formal invasion. Um, tanks on the border. And then yeah, Nancy, uh, American reporter, working for an outfit, titled American Radio International, which we both believe is fictional, just Mm -hmm. kind of made up. Sounds a bit like Voices of America, Um, uh, definitely embedded uh, in Berlin, but has traveled to the border, perhaps because of suspicions of the invasion or maybe for other reasons, but stumbles across it one way or another, Uh, and in essence, escapes from a young soldier um, and then uh, gets away from a, a a small contingent of German troops.
0: Yeah, she uh she noticed something was up. Uh she parks the car, um, and very boldly kind of investigates what's happening. And I as I was watching that, I thought, wow, you are one brave soul. I I, I see people with guns and tanks. I wanna run yes. as far away as possible. Yeah. But being a journalist, she wanted more information, clearly. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, seemed to think that she could and and thankfully did get get out of the uh, situation yep. with just a broken window. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so. then we uh, head off to Warsaw, Warsaw. I believe. Correct. It's yes. so a little bit further into Poland. Yep. That's where we meet um, Harry's other
1: love interest. Where we find Harry again working as a translator for, I think, the British embassy. That's Un- uh, unclear, but that's my guess. There are British flags there.
0: Yeah, that's my assumption, and apparently – so that's where Nancy, at least at the start of the episode, is working too. Right. And they seem to know each other, Correct. but that part is not very clear on why. They just right. – perhaps their paths have crossed a lot. but Right. So um, that's yeah. our
1: working theory. If you yeah. know more, <laughs> feel yeah. free to hop in the comments and let us know. But it's not quite clear exactly how they know each other except it could be they both work at the embassy or station at the embassy, he as a translator, she as a reporter or
0: journalist. Yeah. As an international journalist, right. yeah. But an yeah. American,
1: so I'm not sure why she'd be at the British embassy. That's so, a good question. But maybe they just know each other for some reason.
0: So hopefully that's identified in a future episode. <laughs> we'll we will find out. Yep. Um. So, uh, Cassia, right? That's, Cassia, yeah. Uh, so that, she's a waitress. Uh, she lives in Warsaw with her family. Um she has two siblings uh, mm-hmm. who we also meet very quickly. Um, one, uh, the older brother. Well, I think the, I think she's the oldest, but the older of her two siblings uh, goes to uh, serve in the Polish army yep. with with her father.
1: Yep, and that's uh, father is uh, I have it, I have it, Stefan. Yes, and Gregor is the. Gregor, older yeah. of her two brothers, close to the same age. I think younger than her, maybe by a year or two. So. They both have a much younger brother, Jan, yes. um, that is at most 12, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe a young teenager, but seems in that 10 to 12 range. Um, not going to go off to fight like his older brother. No,
0: yeah. no. And uh, yeah, we'll come back to Jan right. later. <laughs> uh, Cassia seems
1: interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she has a couple insightful moments about her mm-hmm. love of her homeland in poland um we haven't talked much about what prompts them to want to leave we'll, we'll get to that but um but the family structure is uh interesting as well and and, and there's a lot of disruption to this family structure obviously if you watch the first episode um and i i think trying not to guess too much about where all this goes but the path before her and the path before Gregor, I think, are the most interesting. Yeah. Um, they are uh, – the father Stefan is, is – it's not spelled out, but probably a veteran of World War I or some military uh, effort in
0: Poland. It, it seemed like it wasn't his first correct. time. Correct. Yeah.
1: yeah. It clearly has some military leadership experience. Mm-hmm. Um, other members of what I, I called in my head the Polish resistance because this is not the Polish military.
0: Okay. Uh, sure.
1: Traveling to Danzig to to repel the German forces. This seems like a militia almost.
0: Right, they're the only ones there. Yeah,
1: it's a volunteer army. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple people there. Not even enough weapons per person.
0: Right. right. I mean, and it becomes very clear very quickly that they are out yes. out and outgunned. Yes. And, massively. Out, you yeah, know, out out fire powered by Germany.
1: But they they have that you know national interest of defending mm-hmm. their country from the invaders. Um, it's brave and admirable and and as we might suspect does not work out too well for them in that David versus Goliath kind of mindset yeah
0: not at this stage uh, right. so, so then um then we go to paris randomly and I, again this was a situation that the first time i watched the episode for some reason didn't connect the dot until right. later on i'm like why who is this guy and how is he connected to all these other right. parts well he is the nephew of right. nancy's didn't catch that the first time I yeah. watched this. So this guy we're talking
1: about, Dr. Webster O'Connor, mm-hmm. um, we first see him randomly in a Paris jazz club. Yes. Uh, enjoying the music, having a drink, um, p- giving a drink to one of the jazz performers, a sax player. Right, and we <laughs> our
0: first assumption was he maybe he works there, he owns the place. Right. I, that was my guess. I actually yeah. thought
1: he was running the club.
0: Um, we turn out,
1: no, he's, he's just there as a fan. Um has roots in texas uh he, so he left texas to paris to be a doctor there we know his father was in the military uh, we learn a few things about him through dialogue but yeah the connection to other characters is he is the nephew of the reporter nancy yes and they contact each other uh, a little bit toward the end
0: of the episode right nancy's encouraging him to head home right uh, things are not looking good yeah uh, so so that's the connection there. And perhaps we'll see more of that as, as the, as time goes on. But yeah, it's uh it's interesting. We also learn. So then from there, the episode kind of rotates in some, some order between some of these scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, we head back to Paris at one point, we go back to we go back to Manchester. Um, that's where Lois uh, finds out if, if, uh, if um, Harry's mom has heard from her. Right. And, uh, and Harry's mom turns into a very... Um, I, I think it's pretty established early on that she's not particularly uh, a likable character. She seems very... Um, well, as Lois pointed, she's a, a snob. She's, she uh, she describes herself as an elitist. Right, uh, right, and, right. And is called straight soft to her face
1: by Lois as a, a snob, yes. And,
0: and she, uh, if I recall correctly, she even offered some sympathies to uh, Mr. Mosley. She does. A, a rough quote is she has a rather a
1: soft spot for Mr. Mosley, which is to imply she... Uh, kind of gets the
0: fascist kind of mindset, which
1: right, yeah, not not a uh, not not a, a team member of the right team, I think.
0: Uh, right, and she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't really think kindly of maybe not kindly, but just looks down upon Lois and Douglas. You know, like all these, you guys are in a different yeah. uh, uh, social economic class. Yeah. I don't really need to pay attention to you. And also, she thinks. You know, I don't think Harry's the right one for you, Lois. Um, uh, you know, and, and doesn't really offer her any sympathies for the fact that she hasn't heard from him.
1: Yeah, clear messaging of class structures, um, hints on. We we had the uh, opportunity to watch through Tom Jones, a series together. Yes, uh, you can see those review videos on Mosaic as well. <laughs> uh, but there was a strong undercurrent and visible current of that class dynamics. Right. The the noble class, the the house. Owners and then the, the commoners, the, the simple yeah. folk, and uh, Rabina is all about that distinction. She she does not feel that Lois is good enough. Lois's family is good enough for her son, and I imagine that's going to be an ongoing friction point through the series.
0: Yeah. Right. And it doesn't appear that she knows about Cassia either. Uh, that uh, well, either of them for that matter. But right. Uh, right. but that obviously will probably become a point of. Of contention right. at some point in the season, yeah, another uh theme that emerges in my mind is is you know propaganda and censorship mm-hmm. and, and journalism and um at one point we see nancy she ends up in berlin uh right uh and and sh- you can see her reading her script that appears that had to run through some censorship you can see i presume whiteout wasn't invented at the time, right. but uh, someone has put tape over things she shouldn't say and there's clearly somebody sitting there listening to what she's saying and about to cut her off Uh, so uh, and then it's kind of portrayed a little later on of you know is this war this isn't war I mean what I hear is you know things are fine and the Germans are trying to you know, they're trying to be the good guys and other countries are trying to declare war on them. Yep.
1: Yeah, this is a really powerful scene for all the reasons mm-hmm. you just talked about and, and our connections, of course, in the media, WITF make this especially relevant. But, um, yeah, she has fled from Poland out of fear, I mean Warsaw is, is bombed yeah. in this episode, so they, it doesn't take Germany long to get across the border and, and extend their reach. So she flees back to Berlin, and a couple of interesting things happen here. One is exactly what you said: we get to see how she works in that environment. Um, I think she clearly says some things that she wasn't supposed to, even in that one True. broadcast recording that we see, because there is that gentleman, like getting ready to nervously, cut her. yeah, it did look like he was about ready to off. pull apart. So. Um, Again, we see the bravery, though, of, of Nancy that we saw in her very first scene when she talks her way and escapes from the, the German soldier on the road. Then also her recognition of, I have a job to do and a message to get out, and I won't let anybody tell me that I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But later, uh, I believe slightly, yeah, it is after that scene, uh, I believe she goes back to her apartment. It looks like an apartment complex. And we meet her neighbor. So her so her next frau. Frau, which is German for ma'am or missus. Mm-hmm. Frau Rosler. Um... We don't learn a lot about her except that she shares or can, uh, confirms for us that it's illegal for Germans to listen to Nancy's broadcasts. because yep. Nancy asks her, did you listen to my show? She said, I, I can't.
0: It's illegal to. But then admits that she did.
1: Right, but then she's <laughs> – uh, and, and then shares – Yeah, I hope that uh, – paraphrasing, I hope this, this will be over soon. And we know, of course, it will be years, but um, – then, though, we see inside Frau Rosler's apartment
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a picture, of a photograph, a portrait of what we think would be her son mm-hmm. in a you know, greenish-looking military hat. And immediately, the very next scene, a, a jump cut to what I think is that person um, with Gregor and Stefan, not Stefan, um, Conrad. Yeah. We, we didn't talk too much about Conrad yet, but um, holding them prisoner, uh, because they are basically on the run still from the German uh, invaders. And I, what I'm very interested about this is that I think this kind of leans toward A, personalizing a little bit some of the German army, which I think is going to be very important because it's easy to go one-dimensional, and, and a lot of you would be right to say we should. It was a horrible, aggressive war for all the bad reasons. But having that nuance of personalizing some of the soldiers will be interesting I'll add a little yeah. bit of depth to to that angle of the
0: story. Well, and the other angle I thought was uh, how his mother, you know, thinks one thing or at least portrays that to Nancy, uh, but her son's fighting in a war, clearly. Yeah,
1: could have been conscripted. He's young,
0: uh, may not be
1: there, uh, has an opportunity to execute or murder the two fleeing Polish and lets them get away, trades it for some cigarettes. So and then gets yelled at by another german for being an idiot or whatever. So yeah. so in that realm of uncertainty about the cause, not willing to take life unnecessarily. Again, I'm glad that character's there. It's a little bit of of glimpse of a nuance to the to the sure. german army.
0: So what other themes uh, emerged on your end? <sighs>
1: we hit most of the the big ones. We didn't talk much about I'll call it a love triangle. It's not exactly, but yeah. but in essence, um, Harry's problem. So toward the middle of the episode, uh, he and uh, Cassia get married, um, and yeah. and his plan is as as prompted by Nancy again in her wisdom, and she has a couple great quotes about this. So before he proposes to Cassia, Nancy's talking to Harry, and this is in the midst of the invasion, and she she analyzes his problem very well, and she knows a lot about right. it.
0: That's why it's a it, it, Still to be yeah. determined how, the, how close they are right. and why.
1: I, she breaks it down. You're not choosing which girl you love more right now, Harry. You're choosing whether or not to save this girl's life. Right. Um, and, and then my favorite, don't do what's right – or do what's right, not what's British, <laughs> which
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: was funny. There's not a lot of humor in this episode. There's yeah. one other point that really caught me, uh, which was a, a reference about uh, horseshoes. So if you know what I'm talking about, it, it's a good little moment, good joke but um it's not worth digging to right now but um she sums it up very well for for him here's what you need to do you need to get her out of here and figure the rest of that out later mm-hmm. cuz the german arms are coming she's an attractive young woman and she's not going to have a good experience here yeah. and and she's she's right she has the wisdom of what wars look like so he proposes to her after the restaurant gets bombed yeah or the streets warsaw, around it yeah. get bombed or right, in in warsaw they do get married, and if you notice, Nancy is there as a witness or mm-hmm. maybe maid of honor or some, again, there's so, a deeper connection yeah. here that will, will play out maybe They're later. They're not just neighbors. Correct. Yeah, not, not casual acquaintances. Um, and then at the very last scene of the episode, we see Harry and Cassia and Jan Ugh. arrive at the train yard, yes. and Cassia pulls a bait-and-switch and, and sends Jan home with Harry on the
0: train and stays in Warsaw where her family and home is.
1: That, that is that is the cliffhanger. Of yeah, the episode. that
0: is the cliffhanger, and also tugs at the heartstrings. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, uh, I you know, I've, I think I've mentioned this before in other settings. The you know th- that type of scene does tug at the heartstrings. Is a phrase that I, my tenth my tenth grade English teacher always used to say. Doesn't this tug at your heartstrings? But even more so now. Uh, uh, it just hits home as as a father of two young children yeah. that it's just like, I mean, I can't imagine. Now, granted, Cassia, this is just her sibling. But still, I'm sure as an older sibling, she has this maternal um, uh, you know, uh, connection to her youngest brother like that, that she wants to, to, to see the best outcomes for him, yeah. for Jan, because uh, he's so young and to you know, watch him you know because i'm sure he wasn't in on 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 the plan either right. um to watch him tearfully see uh his uh his sister be left behind on the train you know at the, on the train platform while he goes with really this stranger right? um harry and of course harry he was probably thinking, or at least I was thinking when I was watching it, like, how are you going to explain this at the border? Um, <laughs> right,
1: this is not my wife. <laughs> right. Right. The plan was to have
0: papers to take my wife,
1: and now right. I have this random child. Right, who I'm neither a parent or kidding, guardian. Right. So, so. Yeah, he kind of takes it in stride, though. He doesn't panic or freak out or, you know, Scream at Cassie, he just actually starts trying to calm Jan down yeah. in the last few moments that we see. So, I think this is really good storytelling because, like you said, it tugs at the heartstrings a little bit. In just 50 or so minutes, we developed enough connection and care for these folks that, that it caught me too. I was like, sure. Oh, I didn't see this coming in. How is this going to play out? And I was yeah. genuinely curious. I've not gone ahead to watch episode two yet. So, same, um, yeah, just really solid episode, got me hooked, uh, made me angry. Uh, this isn't going to be fun.
0: <laughs> no, this isn't an uplifting <laughs> This is not show. Tom Jones
1: again. But that's okay. We knew what we were getting into. A um, couple other, like, on, on like, production-level uh, items that I noticed, uh, in two, well, three in particular, I guess. One is the use of music throughout. Mm. And if you want to go back and watch or, or just pay more attention to this throughout, music is everywhere in this show. And okay. sometimes it's background music, just like a typical show, but often it's the point of the scene. Picture sing. the jazz club. Lois is singing at
0: certain. Lois points. is singing, we'll sing. especially. Oh,
1: we'll circle back to it in a second. Yes. <laughs> but even when when Harry goes to uh, Nancy's apartment or such to talk to one point, there's there's even music playing in the background there. That's right, a from like player. a radio in the room oh, or a record radio. player, okay. right? So yeah. it helps set the scene. It's clearly 1930s music. It's big band jazz type stuff, but Lois especially, a she's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, i love voice. the
1: two or three songs that i clearly but they have her singing over like romance or love songs over two key moments mm. between harry and cassia and both break your heart one is um it oh, shoot the wedding is one first of all yeah. and the others i think just them kind of frolicking having fun and and, and just being in Enjoying that restaurant together. scene yeah. yeah and it's it's amazing both times i, I if I do watch again, I'll pay a little more attention to the lyrics. I think, but just having her singing over those moments was a fantastic choice by the production group, and the music's great, and it really just it it gets you. The other is use of language. Hmm. So we see a lot of English, of course, but you get natively Polish, German, and French at different points. Very true. And they do on-screen translations. Mm-hmm. Now I've, I watch with closed captioning on because it helps to pick out character names and and other words that you don't your ear isn't really attuned to. But they keep the natural language there so we can hear the Polish and the German and the French and just translate it for us rather than having everybody speaking English and being that little disruptive kind of thing. So I really like that they kept the natural native languages in place. And the last point, I shouldn't be surprised with this by by Masterpiece, but they they located fantastic – uh, native residents of these countries to portray mm-hmm. these characters. So all of the lead Polish characters are played by Polish performers, yes. and they're all fantastic. Uh, the French characters, the British characters, they, they go right to the source and they find amazing talent from those countries. And I love that. I mm-hmm. think it keeps it real. Uh, it's a great honor. Uh, I'll be say yeah, It's absolutely. a great
0: honor to the countries
1: to have you know be part of this.
0: But but at it, at it least just makes l- sense. Lends to some of the on- authenticity. Yep. Even even though this is a very fictional story. Right. I mean. There are very factual elements of it on the different um, conflicts that occur leading right. up and, and I presume continuing into World War II. Right. But, but a lot of this is – you know the, 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 the focus is on ordinary people affected by, by these conflicts right. um, as we will learn more.
1: Yep. I love the episode. Going to watch uh, the next one soon. Okay.
0: I'm hooked. I hope you're hooked as
1: well. If you are, and we hope you are, look for more from us as we go through uh, the backlog of Season 1 of World on Fire leading up to the U.S. premiere of Season 2 later this year. Um, You'll find all of these in a couple places. Anywhere you find WTF Podcasts, you will find Postscript. Uh, And on our YouTube channel for Mosaic, Uh, you can find that by searching WTF Mosaic or go to the website and follow the links from there. You'll find videos there. Please, if you can, leave reviews, leave comments. We love that. Let us know what we're missing, other little ties to history or trivia. There's an appearance by Neville Chamberlain in episode one, just voice only. You hear a radio uh, show from him. There's other kind of historical ties that we're probably missing because I'm not a historian. I... So Same. hook us up. Help us out. Uh, if we like your comments or you ask great questions, we'll include you in future episodes uh, to answer those things uh, and ride along with us. Um, all the WTF social medias, watch for announcements about future episodes. Uh, you can email us at either postscript at wf.org or simply ps at witf.org. And as always, if you're enjoying this and other stuff from WTF and you want to help us make more content like this, visit WTF.org or wtfsorg slash mosaic. You'll find all kinds of information about all of our content and how you can support our efforts here.
0: Anything else? No. All Thanks right. for watching. Thanks for uh, joining us and we'll talk to you soon. See you.